We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined in this Monday, June 14th by Ryan Belongi to talk about Tuesday's two-game Euro slate. We're, uh, we got used to our three-game staggered starts. Now we only have two for this uh, upcoming Tuesday slate. Um, Ryan and I were just talking before we started recording. And one of the reasons I was really interested in having Ryan do these podcasts is because he's more of a GPP player. And we tend to focus more on cash games during uh, the Premier League stuff that we do with Jordan. And Ryan has been playing some cash games. And he said that he thought the cash game build for this upcoming two-game slate basically built itself. And uh, not to say I thought it was a difficult build, but I was excited because I think we're just going to convert Ryan to be a cash game player. And maybe we all just give up on GPPs. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> it's been a rough couple days for GPPs. Uh, cash has been going, going okay. And yeah, I said to you that when I looked at this slate, coming from a, from a cash game noob like me, it just looked incredibly easy. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it. Um, a quick story about yesterday and how bad I can be at DFS sometimes. And <laughs> Hopefully somebody can just, hopefully somebody can learn something from it. So I played two entries in the 555 yesterday. Um, and going into the third game, I was just cashing both of them with more PMR left than the field. And it was a pretty common build with Depay. I had Depay left with a punt defender and a punt util. And, you know, Depay was going to be really high owned. I, I had pretty much, I had no chance of winning it or placing high unless, you know, one of those defenders comes up with a goal and that's probably not going to happen. Um, but I thought I was a decent favorite to cash probably both lineups. Um, and now I'll just say that the winning lineup in that tournament, as well as the winning lineups in a lot of the single entries had a zero for goalkeeper and a zero at defender. And I was considering, you know, do I play it safe or do I make a switch? And you could have made any switch yet yesterday. The chalk was to pie. There was only one forward to switch to. 
and that was Weghorst. If you do that, you end up on Dumfries, the only defender, and you can play anyone at Util. Wijnaldum smashed, and everyone on Ukraine smashed, and no one played any of them, so it didn't matter. And people might say it's being results-orientated, but it's really not. It's just, it just what it comes down to a lot of times is a lack of confidence or a lack of willingness to take risks, you know, probably because I had a bad couple days to start the tournament. And, you know, I deserve to lose in that, you know, in that sense sometimes. Um, sometimes you got to learn hard lessons in DFS. And, um, you know, it also shows you that just how easy it is to win tournaments sometimes. The, the winning lineup in the main GPP yesterday had Mason Mount in it, who scored seven points, and it won by double digits. I mean, in a, in a tournament where people are entering 150 lineups. Um, it just shows you that there's a lot of chalk being played. You know, for that to happen is very hard. Um, people, yeah, um, you can, if you get different in certain spots, you can get a lot of leverage on the field. And then in my case, it, ju it just shows you that, you know, there's so much upside. And, you know, like I said, I remember at the start or the, the first podcast we did about how often the chalk fails and it's not even that Depay failed you know you, the chalk doesn't even have to fail um when there's low owned guys that you know score goals and score 20 points um the, the England players failed and that's why that's why the the big scores in the later game ended up mattering so much but you know I should have factored all that in more there's there's a big opportunity you know when the first game doesn't get there and uh, Austria was pretty chalky in the second game and yep. I would say, you know, half their players got there, but it, it, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, so yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can learn from that going forward. Um, today's slate, though. Yeah. Let's get into today's slate. Um, well, before we do, like, was, was the, was the fear, I mean, it's not fear, but like, what was the main reason you didn't want to get off Memphis? No, you, there was. you knew everybody would have them. Honestly, yeah. The main reason was that I was playing it safe after a yeah. bad, I, I had a bad day on uh, Friday and a bad, or the Friday showdown, not a bad day, but just, you know, not, not a great day. And then not a great day on Saturday. So those were big entries. I, I thought I was a decent favorite to cash both. And I thought, you know, Depay is going to smash. I'll just take this money and move on to tomorrow. But it was a wrong decision. And, and again, I don't think I'm being results orientated. It was, or it, yeah, it was, it was the wrong decision. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you perfectly explained why it wasn't a results oriented uh, decision. And so, or uh, reflection. So like, at least you, you know, the, you know, what should have happened. And so, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we move on. We move on. <laughs> All right. Looking at this, uh, what is it, Tuesday, uh, two-game slate. Uh, Hungary against Portugal, and then the huge one that everybody's really looking forward to, France and Germany. Um, un, you know, unsurprisingly, Portugal's the big favorite against Hungary, and then this uh, France-Germany game is basically a pick -em. Uh France and Germany, both uh, favorites to win the tournament. Um, Portugal also, they're all in the same group here. So uh, th these are the last uh, two of the first-round games, basically. Um, so the, my expectation, uh, is that a lot of people try to build around Portugal, um, because they're obviously the favorite, but 
you know, we have a lot of guys from France and Germany that we have played plenty and won plenty of money with. And so I think the, I think the ownership on those two teams will still be, you know, higher than it probably should be when you have Portugal. Um, but you said you thought that the cash build was rather easy. Does it include Ronaldo? Yeah, it, it, it includes Ronaldo. Um, again, I guess I, I'm not normally a cash player, but I just figured that I just started the lineup with Ronaldo and Bruno. And then if, when I filled it in from there, it seemed to just sort of build itself, but yeah, let's just, let's start it forward. So, I mean, are you insinuating that maybe Ronaldo's not a cash play? I mean, it's possible. I see because in the lineup I made, you have to make a lot of concessions in other spots and there are other forwards that are playable. Um, yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think Ronaldo is by far the highest owned player on the slate. Yeah, uh, no, I think so too. Um, cash and JPP. Yeah. Okay. So for cash specifically, um, yeah, I, I, I think you just play him. I mean, do, did you want to make an argument against? Um, I think the argument, there's no argument against in cash games. Uh, like just right. looking at how you have to fill your forward spots. Um, not to say that there aren't cash viable options from France or Germany. I don't think anybody really plays much hungry in, in cash. Um, but I mean, Ronaldo just, there are so many reasons why Ronaldo is always popular and they all apply on this slate. And so, um, you know, he has the highest goal upside on the slate and the expectation is he'll take plenty of shots. Um, I think not to like skip to midfield, but I think we're going to see just a ton of Ronaldo Bruno combos mm -hmm. um, because we should be, we should be prioritizing Portugal over either France or Germany on this slate. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Um, and just, just a quick ad about GPPs, you know, if you get off Ronaldo and Bruno, you're, you're going to be instantly different. Uh, right. Absolutely. So, you know, there'll, there'll be some opportunities in GPPs tomorrow and there, there's other players from each team that can get there. So just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so if we're going to put Ronaldo in for cash, um, let's talk about the second forward. I thought that I just I, I had two players really only that I was considering. Okay. And I guess in the end I landed on one. Um I was thinking that, you know, Griezmann for France, right? He's probably gonna take all or most of their set pieces. Um and then Portugal, Bernardo Silva seems like a decent price and he could take a few sets also he has in the past and especially yeah. being that I'm pretty sure that, um, yeah. Oh no. Well, Jota doesn't really matter, but, um, Bruno or Bernardo Silva's left footed. So, you know, he, he should take a couple of those sets. Um, so I, those were the two players I was debating between. What do you think? Yeah, I think, it's important to recognize that Bernardo Silva plays like much more advanced for Portugal than he does for Man City. It was kind of like where he played for Man City when he first went there. Um, but he was much more in the midfield this past season. But he's 
he'll be in that front three with Ronaldo and, and Jota. Um, he's like oddly cheap to me. Like, I feel like they actually are using the Man City stats to price him because he's he's a much more attractive uh, fantasy option for Portugal. So I think playing Ronaldo and, and Bernardo makes sense. But like Griezmann is definitely, I think, the one that is probably higher on just because we know he's getting set pieces and France is obviously one of the favorites. I just uh, like, do you see that game being like the game is obviously expected to be close, but it, I just don't feel like we're probably seeing like a four, three barn burner or maybe which, I'm just giving which their, game. Are we talking about uh, France, Germany? Yeah. You're, um, I would agree with you. I don't think we see a four, three barn burner. I mean, that'd be nice, but it, it's just, it's not how these first games have been going or how they usually go. Um, right. And it's not really how France plays. You know, they, they've been in, in past tournaments with this team. They've won a lot of games, won nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, first I think, yeah, great point about Bernardo Silva. Um, he's one of just like my all time fades when he plays for city. Um, but he's, he's a, different player for Portugal um, playing in the front three more involved in the attack um, you know looks to get the ball to Ronaldo they play well with each other yeah so de- definite, definitely definitely uh, good to keep in mind that he's a different player than the one on Man City um, so yeah Griezmann or Bernardo Silva um, is there anyone else is there anyone else you'd consider or the really the only one uh like I think the the Germany guys are a little cheaper than they probably should be. Like uh, Gnabry's only seventy three hundred, and like, but you have to realize that like you're you're moving into the non set piece situation, and mm-hmm. that's okay when it's Ronaldo. But the other guys, I don't think you're probably going in that direction. Yeah, the only hesitation, and I don't think it's a justified hesitation. But if you play Bernardo, you're like really heavy on Portugal. Uh, with mm-hmm. the expectation that you have Bruno also, which mm-hmm. like they're the biggest favorite and and have a decent, uh, you know, they're decently favored. So it's not, I don't think that's a problem, but that throws some people off sometimes where you're just like, you know, if Portugal duds, then then I might be in trouble. But in cash, I think those guys are going to be popular enough that it, it doesn't matter. So right. Griezmann is um, the only one I hesitate on. Meaning mm-hmm. I like, I, I think he's the only other one that really fits in. I don't think you're paying down for some forward that I don't know who you would even play paying down on this yeah. for uh, cash. I think so too. Um, Griezmann being more expensive. Yeah. makes me hesitate a little. And also about Bernardo Silva um, making three Portugal players. I, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think uh, you should worry about that at all. If that's the, the way you want to go. Do you think there's any like sub risk with, Bernardo or Jota, like they have Jao Felix or. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think there's sub risk. Yeah. That, you know, that's a good point actually. Um, I didn't check uh, the recent games to, to see how much he's been playing. I'm not, you know, who knows necessarily how much that matters, but yeah, there's more sub risk with Bernardo than there is for Griezmann. Right. Yeah. Uh, even though France is stacked too, but at least Griezmann mm-hmm. plays that role. Um for tournaments, do you have any interest in Hungary? Yes. Okay. Um, Is there any reason other than ownership? Um, 
Like, I think it's yeah. okay if there yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is. There is. I could just, I could make an argument that, um, you know, yeah. So we've seen in the past recently Portugal not be so dominant when they play these teams. I mean, quite a lot it sticks out in, in my mind in these international tournaments. I mean, yes, this team is better, but the game is in Hungary. Um, and if you look at the France-Germany game, we think that game might be cagey and there's going to be subs in that game. And I don't know, you know, if Germany don't score any goals, um, Hungary can score one. Um, Portugal have given up goals to lesser teams recently in some of the Nations League game and qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and the pricing, too. So besides just the ownership, the fact that they're cheaper, it allows you to afford more. Um also, you know, on these two game slates, you can do some different things with builds. Um, you know, sometimes just imagine that there's not a lot of goals in these games. Um, you have to have a third player. So, I mean, sorry, a third team. Yeah. Um, so you can play hungry guys in that sense too, because sometimes you just need a player to fill the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's reasons to do it. Um, I would say mainly being the pricing and right. Like you said, the ownership um, is obviously a major reason too. Yeah. Okay. It's not like we're looking at the odds and we're like, actually Hungary is much better than this. They should be a bigger favorite. It's just that things happen and it's not. Right. So. I don't think so. Yeah. I would just say things happen. And especially, you know, as the, the smaller the slates get um, sort of the more variable they are. So mm-hmm. um you know, it makes sense to take chances. Okay. Yeah. I think um, you told me once that uh, on these two game slates, um, people play them. This is going to sound weird. People play them like small classic slates, but they should actually play them like showdowns. Yeah, um, definitely. I don't think, uh, I don't think every, anybody really thinks it, of it that way. Can you kind of like talk a little bit more about that and sort of like why, why it's closer to a showdown? Sure. Um, so on classic slates, well, first I'll say I, I've heard I've heard Jordan briefly talk about this too. So I, I don't want to think that I'm the, you know, the only one that says stuff like this. But yeah, they, they they play more like two showdowns put together than a normal classic slate. On on a normal classic slate, um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity costs, I guess is the way to put it, because you have so many options that that players are always, um, ooh, I wasn't prepared for this question. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. That's I wasn't fine. prepared to ask I'm it. I'm just trying to think of a, a, a simple way to, or a simple way to put it. Um, back to what I was saying about two game slates. They're much more variable. If you play soccer showdowns, um, you see, you know, crazy lineups winning all the time. And in classic slates, that really doesn't happen because um, there's a there's more games. So, so some of the chalk is always going to do well or not even necessarily the chalk, but um, there's more opportunity cost to making, I guess, riskier plays because there's more games that are going to beat you. So it it doesn't make sense on these two game slates. It's very easy 
for one of the games to really fail or for one of the teams to really underperform. And um, the same way in showdowns, you can get a crazy amount of leverage by being different. Um, where it might not help as much in the classic slates, it helps um, a ton on these two game slates. So it makes sense to like game script more the way you would game script in showdowns uh, where you wouldn't necessarily recommend game scripting in a classic slate because it just it's just too risky and it just doesn't matter enough because there's not um, you're not going to see a big enough advantage from doing it. Um, there's just too many players uh, that will beat you because you know th there's too many options. Not enough guys will fail to make uh, you know doing being different uh, a worthy option. I guess I don't know. It, it seemed very confusing when I just said that in my head, but I'll, I'll try to prepare something better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for dropping that one on you. No, I think no, you no, no, that's fine. It. You know, I, I'm I'm glad you asked. Just sometimes. I have trouble explaining things. Um, hopefully people got something out of that, but I'll come up with a little better answer for the next two games late. No, I, I think the, the the main point is that just the, everything that happens in each of these games is just accentuated because you don't have other places to make it up. And so, right. You can, you can get rid of, you can just forget everything I just said and just understand that they play similar to showdowns. Um, so if you keep that in mind, Right. That th that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've got Bruno as kind of the obvious midfield, um, top midfield play. I think um, the I think what you need to do on this slate is at least for cash um, is to decide what you want to do about the Germany situation. Um, yeah. Like I don't think fading Germany is necessary. But like, where do you fall with the basically Germany when it comes to cash with the guys that are on the team? It's like Tony Cruz or Joshua Kimmich. Cruz tends to still take more uh, with the national team. Do you think Cruz is worth taking in a game where Germany are underdogs against France? For cash, yeah, I think he's. I think he should still be in the consideration. That's uh, the spot that I most wanted to talk to you about. Um, but I think first, you know, I know we don't want to skip around, but I think you kind of got to make a decision on Kimmich first. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I guess let's just go there for a second. I'll yeah. just tell you wh what I think. And then you tell me if, if you think differently. Um, I think like I think the Portugal defenders are fine, but you know they're kind of the same price as Kimmich, and really not for cash. Kimmich is likely going to be playing right wing back, um, right? Is that what? Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's in a good position, and you know I don't think Cruz is going to have a monopoly. That's another thing I wanted to ask you about. You know, Cruz didn't play in some of those recent. Um, qualifiers and nations league games and Kimmich was taking the sets. Like you said, Cruz had taken most of them when they played together and that'll probably happen again. But do you think Kimmich has any, or do you think he has zero? I struggle to see zero. Um, like they're both right footed. So I don't think it's like a, a dominant foot issue, but like if they just said Kimmich takes all the ones on the right and Cruz on the left, like I don't think anybody's shocked about that. No. Um, I think I any like that too. What's that? 
No, yeah, I, I was thinking that also. Yeah, I, I think it would be much more surprising if Kimmich had a monopoly than if Cruz had one. I'll put yeah. it that way, though. Like, I agree. Cruz, I agree about that. Okay. Yeah, Cruz being oh. uninvolved on set pieces would be really surprising, and so that's why that's my only reason to think that maybe he's a slightly better play. Um, I don't. Right. I, I don't think you play both, but like, I wouldn't fault anyone for playing both, even against France. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, I, my, my initial thought is to play Kimmich. Um, uh, yeah, there's other options, but I like his advanced position and, uh, his pro he's probably going to take a few set pieces. Even so he should cross the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. He just still feels nice and safe for cash to me. Um, the game being in Germany. Yeah. Um, back to the midfield spot though. Yeah. Cruz. Um, I think he's in play too. The, the price he, he's sort of, he's not too expensive, I guess is, is the way to put it. I mean, Germany are priced like underdogs and they kind of should be They're They're playing against the best team in the world, but it seems like you can go there. Uh, I think so. W what do you think? Yeah, um, I do. I think he's much more. I was going to say, I think he's much more cash viable than he is GPP. Um, totally I agree. I say that, but like the possibility that he gets like, an, like, I think the, the issue, the only issue I have, and maybe this actually shouldn't be an issue. The issue I always have with Cruz is that his ceiling is assist dependent. Like he's, he's really unlikely to score a goal. And I agree. so. I, that sort of applies to Kimmich too, but like I'm paying less for Kimmich. He has clean sheet odds if this ends up zero zero, which I don't think it does, but like it's possible. Um, so if I'm looking at them as similar players with similar upside, um, then I probably just take the defender. I, great, yeah, great, yeah, great points. Yeah, I mean, the, then then the position makes all the difference. Yeah, if you're right looking at them as similar players, you know, yeah, the, you'd rather take the defender. Um, he's likely better than, or considerably better than the other defenders too. So, right. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, the, I don't, I think part of the reason that Bruno is such an easy play is because there really aren't that many midfielders I want to play. Um, I, for cash, at least like I threw out Hungary completely. Like I didn't, literally all of them. Um, so then the other, the non Bruno Portuguese midfielders, I don't want the French midfielders tend not to do enough in cash to like really prioritize them. So then that almost like walks you into Cruz anyway, though, because you're like, well, Cruz is usually a, a, a cash option. Um, are there any of the other ones like for GPPs? Um, like Pogba always sticks out to me because maybe because he just sticks out himself. Um, but like Conte is cheap and I think he's much more of a, as weird as it sounds, he's much more of a cash play just because he's cheap and can kind of get you the six points, but the ceiling's probably not there for, for tournaments. But like, how do you fill these tournament midfield spots? Because it just doesn't seem like the, the midfielders are that great other than Bruno. Yeah, that's 
Good points and good question. Um, I agree with you about Conte and Pogba. Uh, there's definitely not enough difference to make Pogba better than Conte for cash. Um, he doesn't get forward in this formation all that often. I, I don't know, at least from from the last tournament. So I definitely would prefer going to Conte there. Quickly about Hungary and their set pieces. Um, you know, Sabasalai's out of the tournament. He was their best player. Um, Salai, is he, is he the set piece guy? Yeah. If he's in, yeah. I think that's the expectation. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yep. Oh, but you're right. I don't see him in here on the lineup. Okay, so I mean, if if he's not in, who's taking sets in this lineup? Uh, in this lineup, yeah, I guess it would be. Hollander, I maybe. I could dig into it, but. I think Hollander's taken before. Okay. Well, not many, though. and it doesn't, you know, to be honest, it, it, it wouldn't really matter. <laughs> I think that's why I didn't really look into it much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't really matter. Um, so, yeah, for tournaments. Um, I, I think, think it's Schleisman he's taking them, though. And it, it's the first game, so we'll know. So, if you, if you really wanted the hungry set pieces, it's probably clear but once the lineups are out. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. Getting in a monopoly of two set pieces is not exactly what I'm looking for. So, yeah, like you said, though, for, for tournaments, there's there's really n not any cheap mid midfielders you want to play. Um, at least, like, that stand out as great plays and not many with upside at all, you know, especially <laughs> that, that are under 5K. Um, when that's the case, and especially on a smaller slate, you can have a midfield spot score you, I mean, even three, four points and win a tournament, no problem. Here, we can take it back to like the showdowns. We see it happen in showdowns all the time. You know, all these spots don't need to smash on a small slate. Um, so I would probably pair them with my attackers you know, go that route, try to pick up the assist um, or just punt, you know, to fit the guys you like. So yeah, um, Conte is a tournament play too. Um, he's a guy that normally plays 90 minutes and he, he's looked like, you know, to be honest, he's looked like the best center defensive midfielder in the world. Again, he he can have, he can have good enough games to get you there and you might not need a lot. Um so no, I would just make it correlate with my lineups. Um, there's nothing, there's no one that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have like a lot of this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, since I never, ever, ever play him uh, because I mostly play cash, how often do you play uh, Ilkay Gundogan and would you play him on this slate? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I've ever played him, or if I did, it's every time he doesn't. Like I've, yeah, I've you know, never won money. I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's sort of on my list of guys that cost me a ton of money this year. Yeah. Basically. <clears throat> um, In both ways, 
Right. In both ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I was playing him in, in some spots for city when, I mean, when he had penalties or when they were a huge favorite, um, you know, he seems too expensive. I know he is too expensive for this spot against France. I think um, he, you know, Germany is not city. Um, <laughs> he, he, he gets a lot of nice chances because of the way man city play. Um I really don't see that happening against arguably the best defense in the tournament, you know, the best everything in the tournament. Um, that being said, I feel like most people will feel similarly. So you can probably get him at next to nothing ownership. Um, it's probably one of the plays I won't be making tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say like we, I've said we've had this conversation a bunch on on soccer podcasts. It basically like the the difference between cash lineups and GPP lineups is not that big. No, uh, like you can win tournaments with cash lineups or even just a small tweak. Like if you build a cash lineup, like a straight cash lineup, and take out and you have Tony Cruz and you just take out Cruz for Gundogan, you might be able to win a tournament with that. Oh, absolutely! It instantly becomes a GPP lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do it. But somebody, somebody who hasn't no, been burned right, as much right. as me. I, I don't do it either, but yeah, you can, that's a good point too. You can win these GPPs with uh, just a, with a chalk cash lineup and a 2v2. That, that's, that's it. Um, yeah, good, good point. Yeah, e- even on a two-game slate. Like, obviously, even the closer we get to showdown, slate. the more we have to talk about, you know, uniqueness of lineups, but... I don't think I think it, you don't have to get really weird on this slate to to get yourself unique. Uh, no, you don't. You don't. Uh, you're right. Um, it's a good point. You don't have to. You're right. Don't don't uh, get too crazy making too many. Uh, you know, I don't know. You don't have to stack hungry, I guess. is right. the way to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So moving to defense, we talked about Kimmich, obviously. Um, is there any thought to, like the only other guy I, I looked at, at least on the expensive side, was uh, Rafael Guerrero for Portugal. Um, anyone who plays DFS regularly with a Dortmund slate, like we know that he um, likes to bomb up forward. He really unlikely has set pieces, which he sporadically has for Dortmund. Um, it seems like we always try to like emphasize that 
situations where he could have set pieces and then he ends up just uh, getting on the score sheet without a set piece anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, he's only $100 less than Kimmich. I feel like most people will play both of them instead of playing Guerrero over Kimmich. Um, but like given we were just talking about like how poor the midfielders were on this slate, like I think we could see Linus with Kimmich and Guerrero. Yeah, um, I think you could too. Um, just to touch on, yeah, the Portugal guys quick. I like the Portugal fullbacks, you know, for t- for tomorrow and for the, the duration of the tournament. They're, they're always pretty good plays. They, they, they played crosses into Ronaldo quite often. Um, it seems like, you know, some, one of their preferred routes of scoring sometimes is, is, some, is to try to get a Ronaldo header, um, and, and they use those fullbacks a lot. Um, yeah, so Guerrero, he would, you know, obviously be the, the second guy behind Kimmich I, was play, I would play. When you, when you said both of them, did you mean for cash specifically or just in general? You think people um, would play both of them in cash? I think they could. Um, uh, yeah, I think they could too. That's interesting. You know, that that's that's not where I went with my lineup, but I'm I'm looking at like how it could beat my punt defender. And yeah, I mean, Guerrero could absolutely just crush whoever I whoever I punt at defender. <laughs> so yeah, think- um, yeah, playing two defenders is definitely an option. That's I, I'll have to look at that more. I like I, yeah. I think I think the. It's it's a weird one v one actually, that I think it's basically Guerrero or Cruz. Like if you play Kimmich and Cruz, you're not you can't play Guerrero. Um, but if you basically punt a midfield spot, like if you play Conte or uh, any of the, he's probably the only cheap one. Tolizo is not even that cheap. I guess you could go to the the Portugal guys that are the non Bruno Portugal guys. But if you go with that route, then you have money to pay up for two defenders, but I think you're doing it. You're playing Guerrero at the expense of Cruz. And that's, that feels a little crazy when you just say it like that, but like given the context of the slate, if Portugal really should be able to handle Hungary better than, I mean, Germany's an underdog. So it's not like, um, like the ex, you, you can't expect Cruz, even if he had a monopoly, it'll get, you know, like 10 corners that, that just doesn't seem like it'll happen in this game. So it really I just, doesn't. I mean, yeah, it would have to take, you know, France scoring early, uh, like really right. early. And then like, but, you know, you're right. We're not going to try to plan for that. Um, the more I look at it, though, yeah, um, it's definitely Guerrero or Cruz. Um, and just initial thoughts is that I, I like the – I like the advantage that yeah Guerrero can give you over whoever you would punt. It 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 seems like it could be bigger than the advantage you'll get from Cruz over Conte. Um, I guess that that's that's sort of what you need to think about at least. Um, in my opinion, yeah, it looks like that could be the move. Right, the two v two of Conte. Yeah, like I was just trying Conte to think. Guerrero. You know, is you know, is it better, you know, like, where's there going to be a bigger difference? Cruz versus Conte or Guerrero versus, you know, uh, 
Raphael Varane for 2,600 or whoever right. I was, I was going to play. Um, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense to play the two expensive defenders. Uh, is are there like would you consider any of the not that there are a lot of like other expensive defenders? I mean, you're probably not going to play Semedo over Guerrero on the same team, and then we have like uh, Gosens, and then the the French guys are a little cheaper. Yeah, um, Lucas Hernandez looks pretty good. Yeah, um, he, he seems he seems definitely in play. Yeah, he seems pretty cheap for for the situation. Um, yeah, Pavard like wonder goal once in a blue moon gets him the extra six hundred dollars uh, in salary, but yeah, um, no to no to Pavard, but definitely Lucas Hernandez four four K seems a little too cheap. I mean, yep, it's it's well, definitely too cheap. So so yeah, uh, Lucas Hernandez um, again, like if. I don't know if this is the case, but you know he played center back a lot for yeah. Munich, so it's possible that 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 keeps his price there. I don't know, who knows really? But regardless, he's too cheap for playing left back on possibly the best team in the world. So, I mean, just obviously the Portugal is favored, but like if you're if you're looking at Hernandez at four thousand and and Pepe is a hundred dollars cheaper for Portugal. Like I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, right. If that's a, obviously you go with Lucas Hernandez. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. If you're, uh, the, I'm not playing Pepe uh, for that price in cash. Well, I mean, do you play Pepe ever? Like, no, I shouldn't have even have uh, ended <laughs> that within cash. I mean, <laughs> Sure, you can. I mean, like he's a huge guy who gets up for set pieces. Obviously, he could get his head on one, but it's not the route that I'm planning on going. Yeah, uh, we do have a decent number of like really cheap guys. Like, if you really don't care who you're playing, and I know that sounds silly, but like if you're just saying like I need the cheapest guy, like paying thirty nine hundred for Pepe is nuts. If you have like you mentioned Varane at twenty six. Uh, Rudiger's 28, right? Uh, Sula's 27. Like, I, <laughs> I really don't know what you're doing, what what the lineup build is when you're like, no, I don't want those guys. I'm going to pay $1,200 more for Pepe. Although I, I say that if you're playing Pepe, like you're really playing Ruben Diaz at third or yeah, 3,800. But even then, like, right, same thing. And uh, no, I totally agree with you. If you are going down past. Those defenders we spoke about, Rudiger or Varane, definitely seemed like the best options. That that was who I I had put uh, him in my cash lineup along with I know we'll get to keeper, but along with Gulashi, just the, the two biggest punts and um, see, saw tried to see what I could could afford. Um, so yeah, if you're gonna go down that low, under three K, perfectly fine for these center backs. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, so did you actually want to play, um, Galashi or was it just like, Nope, it was out of necessity. Yeah. Um, I made like a lineup that, you know, it could, it could afford Ronaldo, Griezmann, Bruno, Cruz, and Kimmich, um, just all of them. And that's what it took. It took Galashi and Varane. Um, so no, I wouldn't choose to play him. Um, 
Go on though. What, what else were you going to say? Uh, it was more just like, if you actually thought he was worth like, yeah. Okay. When, well, when yeah. you're playing Ronaldo, you know, there's probably some save upside. Right. Yes. That's right. That's what I was going to say. So he, he, he's fine. Ronaldo, you know, a lot of times he's just a shoot on sight guy. I mean, he, right. he, he just wants to score goals in this tournament and he's going to take shots when he can. And it's always fine to play the keepers against him because also he takes long shots and he takes shots that like, he's probably not going to score with because he's Ronaldo and he scores with them sometimes. Um, so right. you're going to get some cheap saves. You're going to, you know, for, for cash, like if you need the extra money or even if you don't, I mean, Kagoshi seemed pretty good to me. I mean, I'm not really going to try to guess the the France or Germany keeper, like to try, try to pick one of them. So what do you think? Uh, the way I was looking at it, because uh, when I saw that I'd probably play Ronaldo and Bruno, and it was like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to need salary here. So I like those were the first two in my first draft. And then I just went to Galashi because I was like, let me just see what I can do knowing that the, the minimum priced keeper is there. And it was, I couldn't remember the last time, and I realized it's only a two game slate, but there's like an $800 difference between Galashi and Neuer, like yeah. the two underdog keepers. And usually, and uh, the difference between Neuer and Lloris is 300. So like, usually you don't see like the two middle teams priced closer than the two underdogs. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... I think you're either playing Patricio or Galashi. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think, and I think it's possible that they both have double digits as, as crazy as that sounds. Like, I think it's possible that Galashi makes eight saves and gives up two goals and Patricio makes one save and a clean sheet win. Yeah. Yeah. All great points. Um, and I'm, I'm not normally someone, you know, sometimes to my detriment who plays the, the opposite goalie when I, when I have multiple players from the other team, but yeah, in this situation, it just everything points to it being a pretty good move. Um, Nine hundred dollars more to get to Neuer, you know. For me, I mean, no way. I, I think France is the best team in the tournament, so I mean, why would I want to pay more money for that? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, could couldn't agree more. And like, you know, we are willing to stack Portugal, but like. Like you said, like they've got plenty of one nothing wins that like if Galashi, the, the odds that Galashi gives up one or two goals and makes no saves just seems so low to me. Oh, um, so low. Yeah. So yeah, at 3,900 with like reasonable, a reasonable path to like six to 12 points, like you would pay that for any position. Absolutely. Um, obviously he has the the smaller risk that he finishes at negative eight, but which, which the defenders or midfielders don't, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, they, they'd have to, to basically, if he finishes with negative eight, then most likely the guys in your Portugal lineup crushed. So yep. like it just kind of, yep. it doesn't even even out the, those guys score much more. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Um, it should be, it should be okay. Uh, especially for cash where you right. don't, you, know, you can do with, your goalie scoring what, you know, if your other guys get there, it shouldn't matter what your goalie does. Right. Um, did you, 
like do you do we think that Lloris and Neuer are basically ignored in tournaments or do you think that people like I, I'm just trying to like I can't see if we're gonna see people stack those teams and if they do do they try to get goalie correlation just in terms of like a win and I guess a clean sheet I I, it, I just find it I'm finding it hard to like find a path where I'm paying that much for a goalie where, I, where I'm like, yes, I want to play Neuer. Or yes, I want to play Lloris. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right about that. And, but the, the answer, like they shouldn't be ignored in tournaments. I, I'll play both of them in tournaments. They, they make for great tournament plays. Uh, you don't have to have anyone else from that game. If you want, just play, play Lloris with the defender, play Neuer with the defender um, that that's good enough. There's, you know, there's a, there's a great chance that game finishes one, nothing. Um, so no, yeah, I, will they go overlooked? Yeah, probably a little. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a small slate. So all the goalies will be, you know, significantly enough owned. Um, I still think they're great. They're great tournament plays because you're, you're like you said, you know, people aren't going to want to just decide to play them. Um, they'd rather try to get, you know, to the, to Rui Silva or to whoever starts for Portugal. Um, right. So yeah, it m- makes great sense to play in tournaments. Definitely. All right. Cool. Uh, I think we got everyone that I wanted to touch on. Uh, talked a lot about Pepe for some reason. <laughs> All right. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up questions Pepe, for Ryan. He, he always okay. makes everyone talk about him. <laughs> he's always he's always uh, yeah. in the headlines. every game every game is uh something for pepe to be in the spotlight it seems like do you think he's more likely to get a red card or a goal tomorrow <laughs> what a great question um I, i'll i'll take the red card yeah that i think i'll i'll say that actually that like i was saying how like galashi the downside of galashi is negative eight but like pepe could definitely finish below zero that's just (laughs) that's absolutely in the cards so just keep that in mind everyone all right if you have any questions uh for ryan or me you can find us in the rotowire discord which is open for all subscribers just go to rotowire.com chat if you have not gotten in there yet if you are not a rotowire subscriber and would like to try both the discord out and everything that we have available on the site including our daily cheat sheets that we've been showing on these youtube videos if you could please excuse me, you can just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial, 10 free days to the site, access to everything that we cover, uh, both soccer and all the other sports. So check that out. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below, feel free to subscribe to all the videos so you can get uh, notified when we have the new ones come up because we're going to be doing these every day that there's a slate on the next day. So check that out. And if you're listening on the regular audio version of the podcast, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Ryan, thank you for that. Good luck on Tuesday. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.